What's up, everybody? My name is Jacob, and welcome to the ChemCop podcast, a reaction between chemistry and pop culture. Today, we're going to take a look at some of the awesome chemistry behind Game of Thrones. And winter is coming. Well, winter has come in the Game of Thrones universe with the release of the new season, and with it comes an army of the dead and the impending doom for all the people of the Seven Kingdoms. With forces of darkness and ice bearing down on the Seven Kingdoms, I thought we might shine a light on the situation by taking a look at some of the hotter aspects of Game of Thrones. I am fire. I am death. Fire has been used to great effect in Game of Thrones to bring mass casualties to the battlefield, but where does fire actually come from? Fire is produced in combustion reactions. Combustion reactions are a really, really rapid form of redox reactions. Redox stands for reduction and oxidation, and redox reactions are everywhere. They are what causes iron to rust and what allows car batteries to power your car. Redox reactions just involve the exchange of electrons. Some atoms and molecules lose electrons, while other atoms and molecules gain electrons. In combustion reactions, the redox reaction occurs between oxygen and a fuel source. The exchange of electrons occurs really, really quickly, and this rapid exchange of electrons is what produces heat and is what eventually produces the flame that we see. Now, you just can't have a, a combustion reaction occurring just with oxygen and just with a fuel source. You need the fuel source to be at its ignition temperature for a fire to start. Now, when the reaction releases heat, this heat sustains the chemical reaction by keeping the fuel source at its ignition temperature. In Game of Thrones, one of the most impressive forms of fire is wildfire. Wildfire is created from a flammable liquid created by the Alchemist Guild in Game of Thrones using arcane knowledge. Wildfire explodes with a tremendous amount of force and it burns so hot it can melt almost anything. It can melt flesh, wood, stone and steel. We see the incredible and devastating effects of wildfire in the defence of King's Landing against Stannis' naval invasion and the explosion of the Great Sept of Baelor. While wildfire is a fictional substance, we can definitely look to some real-world chemistry to explain what we see in the TV show. In the show, we see that wildfire is able to burn even with water trying to cool it down. Wildfire produces so much heat that it's able to maintain its ignition temperature even with a large amount of water cooling it down. Wildfire is produced using a flammable liquid, which makes it a Class B fire. In the real world, Class B fires shouldn't be put out using water. They should be put out using a dry chemical suppressant. So if Stannis knew this, he probably would have escaped King's Landing with more men alive. While there is no real-life equivalent to wildfire, there is certainly some similar substances that we've seen throughout history. Wildfire is similar to the Greek naval warfare weapon called Greek fire, and similar to the chemical weapon napalm. Both of these substances are also produced using a fl flammable liquid, making them Class B fires as well. You can also produce an eerie-grief flame by burning trimethyl borate. I definitely recommend checking out Nerdist, where they do an excellent video of lighting trimethyl borate on fire. While it doesn't have the destructive properties of wildfire, it certainly looks pretty awesome. I've left a link in the description for you guys to go and check out. Now to look at something probably even cooler than wildfire. Dragon flame. If I heard that sound on the battlefield, I would definitely be running for the hills. Dragons are essentially the nuclear bomb of the Game of Thrones universe, with the potential to change the nature of warfare in Westeros. 
Dragonfire has the ability to devastate entire armies, and we've already seen dragons used to great effect in battles in Game of Thrones. But how do dragons breathe fire? We can actually look to nature to gain some insight into how an animal like a dragon could breathe fire. Bombardier beetles spit boiling liquid from their abdomens as a defense against predators. Now this is kind of like breathing fire, just from the other end. The hot liquid is produced from a redox reaction between two different chemical compounds, hydroquinoin and hydrogen peroxide. This reaction produces a lot of heat, which is what makes the beetle's defense so effective. The bombardier beetles store these two chemical compounds in two separate glands. When the beetle wants to squirt out boiling liquid, it brings the two chemicals together in a third organ that acts as a reaction chamber where the redox reaction can occur. The redox reaction produces heat, heating up the liquid, then the beetle shoots it at its enemies. So how might this apply to dragons? Well again, the dragons could have two different organs containing two different chemical compounds. When a dragon like Drogon wants to breathe fire, it could bring these two chemicals together into a third organ that acts as a reaction chamber. There, the redox reaction would proceed, creating a whole heap of heat, releasing a whole lot of energy, and generating fire. The dragon could then spit a chemical stream at its enemies, causing the fire to follow the stream and burn anything in its path. If you want more of this sort of content, guys, I definitely recommend checking out the Game Theorists on YouTube. They take a look at some of these cool fire concepts through the lens of fire-type Pokemon, and this is where I got the inspiration for my podcast. They produce some excellent videos with some really cool science, so follow the link and check them out. That's all from me, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in to the ChemCom podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, and download. Also, if you have any feedback or or you just found this stuff interesting, please comment or review or get in contact with me somehow. That'd be really useful. Thank you, everyone. I'll see you next time.